0: For our second message today, we have a sermon from Mr. Barnabas Grayson, entitled simply, Knowledge. Mr. Grayson. Turn off my cell phone, might miss a call. <laughs> Oh well. (coughs) Hello everyone. Yeah, things are falling out here. that's $10 I didn't think I had there falling out of the Bible. You know, there are people who some describe as uh, walking encyclopedias. They seem to know a little bit about everything. So you go up and ask them. You might have a question on your mind. You go up and ask them. They're knowledgeable. That's because they probably read, they study, they sat in a classroom and paid attention. Not like me, where I looked out the window watching birds land on a tree. But uh, in order to gain knowledge, you have to uh, want to have knowledge. You want to search for it and do what you can to gain it. This afternoon, we are going to look at the topic of knowledge and uh, we're going to look at the source to see its value and how it can be applied in our life. Francis Bacon, not Ham, but Francis Bacon, English philosopher, he said, knowledge is power. Have you ever felt that? What you know is power? that it has something over other people that they may not have. Knowledge is power. You can ask the uh, CIA or the FBI or the National Security Agency to know what that means. On the other hand, there is Thomas Edison, inventor. He said, we do not know one millionth of one percent about anything. That defines me pretty well, I guess. But we all have knowledge. We all know something that we're probably good at that is of benefit to others. In 1 in Samuel, you don't have to turn there. I know you won't because it's on the screen. Maybe it's not on the screen because I didn't give it to Brian. I'm sorry. But the Lord God is a God of knowledge, it says. And in 1 Corinthians 15, it says that some have not knowledge of God. But there are experts, there are scientists, there are professors who excel with knowledge in certain areas, like physics or Egyptology, and, you know, there's a lot of studies that one can uh, make, uh, make their uh, aim. Now, <coughs> there are also technicians, you know, like electricians, or plumbers, or Others who know more about putting things together and, and making things work. I sometimes tell Carol, Well, I can do it. He said, Don't you think we ought to get somebody who knows what they're doing? <laughs> so, you know, you don't go to, if you ha- have a medical question, you don't go to some astronomer and ask them about it, even though they may know a little. So, each one of these uh, people uh, has knowledge. They have facts that uh, we know can help us a- as we live. And so we can be gra- grateful that there are people who have knowledge. We can go to the library, go to the internet, make things easy on ourselves. And uh, there's a lot of ways to learn. But not everyone, of course, can become you know a doctor, or an artist, or a musician, because some of those things require uh, some sort of innate ability to, uh, to even do that, to be able to hold lots of words and terminologies in in the brain so they can act upon uh, their field. So some of us, you know, well, I'll just use me as an example, have limitations and deficits that just somehow block the input of knowledge. But we gain knowledge in many ways and what we know today has been passed down from one generation to another, from parent uh, to child one generation to the next. Knowledge we know can be enlarged upon and it can be seen and applied in different ways. I suppose, uh, you know, uh, someone looking at a horse-drawn buggy going slow down the street must have thought, I wish we could speed things up. and So we have these fast Ferraris and sports cars today. What we know about the world around us However, it began with someone's curiosity, someone's questioning about the nature of things. So a person goes in search of knowledge that uh, he wants to know something a little bit more about. Sometimes knowledge is discovered accidentally. Remember how uh, the first time you may have touched something hot. You uh, learned that anything that has a fire to it is going to be hot. You know, there's a story about Isaac Newton with his wondering about why things fell to the ground. And the story is that he was sitting under an apple tree and apple dropped down on his head and he wondered why. Now, of course, if there's anything that we have learned about physics, what goes up, must come down. But knowledge makes life interesting. It makes... Sometimes even the trivial interesting. But then there are knowledge about things that are very profound. You know, if you bend a piece of dry spaghetti until it breaks, it will, it will always fall into more than two pieces. you ever notice that? I just read about it. I don't know. I haven't tried it out yet. Every breath you take, Includes atoms once used by any historical figure you can think of. We're breathing perhaps the same atoms that you're breathing the same atoms that I breathed you know released a few minutes ago. It's not good to know sometimes, is it? Without the starfish, the population of mussels and sea urchins would explode because starfish are the only uh, ones that eat mussels and uh, sea urchins. Knowledge. Somebody took the time, curiosity to you know find out about it. So that's what I'm doing is giving you a little bit of knowledge about this stuff. Probably forget it, but it's alright because I will too. There are about 10 million species of living things on earth. Hot water freezes more quickly than cold water. I think in the wintertime, you know, the uh, weatherman say take a... Uh, not, not true? <laughs> Reggie says. <laughs> okay, we'll check on that. <laughs> hot water freezes more quickly than cold water. Uh, during the wintertime, I know, uh, weatherman says, uh, see how cold it is, take some uh, hot water outside, throw it in the air, but it'll turn to snow or something of that sort. In 1849, a 20-foot-long block of ice fell from the sky on Scotland. Potatoes are from the same family of plants as the deadly nightshade. Your stomach uses hydrochloric acid to digest food. If you spill it on your skin, it will burn you. The stomach provides mucus that protects itself from the, the acid. And everyone in here spent about half an hour of their life as a single cell at the start of their mother's pregnancy. So all these things, you know, I only assume to be true, to be factual knowledge. I'm taking, uh, you know, the word of others, but we have to judge for ourselves, of course. But knowledge can benefit us in many ways, whether it's from our own study or that of others, it's going to be helpful. And we know also that Scripture means what it says. Proverbs 24, verse 3, it says, Through wisdom is a house builded. It's a house built. And by understanding it is established. Wisdom is knowledge guided by understanding. Those two go hand in hand. A person may know how to build a house, but he also needs to understand. The location of where it is to be placed, uh, what it's going to be built upon, and the, how, how the weather may affect it, the drainage of the areas and other things, what things need to go into it to make it stand. Verse 4 And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. You know, sometimes we like to get symbols of what we know, uh, maybe on our bookshelves or uh, things of that sort. A wise man, it says in verse 5, is strong. Yeah, a man of knowledge increases strength. <clears throat> do we have any bookworms in here? You don't have to raise your hand, but do we have any bookworms? Because we have books that give us, you know, the knowledge and information that we desire. And so we go to a bookstore and we buy something that appeals to us. Things about, say, gardening or, or uh, health. So, from prior knowledge, you may already know what this message is pretty much about. Matthew chapter 7 now. Verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. A man that has knowledge, heeding the instruction, the guidance. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. It didn't fall down, for it was founded upon a rock, upon a strong foundation. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine, and doesn't do them, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. They were astonished at his teaching for verse 29, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So Christ was using his experience as a carpenter to get across a spiritual message, a spiritual point. He knew what he was talking about when he talked about, you know, building a house on a firm foundation and he put it into powerful and convincing words. But they would ask, some would ask. They'd say, isn't this the son of the carpenter? And even though there were some that did not understand his words. Because we see in later chapters and in verses that he often spoke in parables. And some rejected his knowledge because they had learned uh, another way. And they felt that their knowledge was better. So this knowledge we have of the teachings of Christ and from the word of God is due to the Father in heaven opening our minds to his truth and drawing us to his Son, Jesus Christ. But do we have perfect knowledge? Do we know everything? I'm, I guess I can say that I'm pretty well humbled knowing that there are people much much, much more knowledgeable than me. There's a lot of things that even we as Christians do not know. First Corinthians chapter 2. As it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. When Christ spoke of a house being built upon a rock. The spirit as given by God causes us to know that what that means. That he was talking about the truth about faith. About the promises and the love of God. Those things that pertain to building a house of which, you know, we are a temple. But there uh, would be some to whom it just sounded like uh, vain platitudes. Too often said to be interesting or, you know, worth thinking about. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, say the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. We know what we know from our studies and from our experiences and today we know a lot more about what people uh, knew back in say the 50's or the 60's or the 70's or the 14th century or ever how far back you want to go. And some say there's been knowledge that has been lost and we've had just now finding out in some cases that uh, they knew about things a long time ago that we thought were new today. But the things of God's Knoweth no man, it says. Only he knows what it is like to possess power. Only God knows what it is like to possess creativity. And knowledge that is beyond our imagination. That's beyond our understanding. For who among men, i rephrase this 11 again. For who among men know the thoughts of men except uh, the man's spirit in him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Now the spirit of the world we know are those things that we can look at in Galatians 5. You know the pulls of the f- of flesh, the fruits of the flesh like adultery and hatred and, and seditions and envying and so on. The works of the flesh. The spirit Of the world that man knows. But we have received the spirit of God. That we might know the things of God. Which are given freely to us. Love. Peace. Faith. Goodness. And so on. So that spirit is what we build our life around. In Galatians 5 it says. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. They seek to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. With the knowledge of love, they know that they're not supposed to hate. With the knowledge of peace, they know they're not to have strife. With the knowledge of good, they are to overcome evil with good. So the uh, fruits of the Spirit are freely given by God through His Holy Spirit. And we can either grow in them or we can let them wither in our life. There are many who pay for their education, some more than others, depending on the school you want to go to or attend. It can be a sacrifice of time and money, among other things. But when you think about it, education is not really free because there is some costs involved. Ben Franklin said, an investment in knowledge, however, always pays the best interest. But the knowledge of God that he gives us is conveyed to us in his word, in scripture, in his word, and it's free unless, you know, you count the cost of the, the Bible that you have and the time it took to learn to read. Even so, we see something worth our time to study or read. You know, like in a bookstore, we buy it. Maybe it's uh, the title of the study or something, some captivating title that catches our eye or interest. And so we, you know, purchase something that we want to become more knowledgeable about. We've got a lot of books at my house. I probably read maybe 10 pages out of each. And I don't think I'll ever get around to finishing But what caused us to seek the kingdom of God and the righteousness of Jesus Christ? What caused us? What grabbed our attention back in the day ever how long that was? Was it the Sabbath? Was it the holy days? Was it the coming kingdom of God? There's a lot of things that caught our attention that brought us here today. It could have been a broadcast. You know, uh, Lawrence was talking about the work. A lot of us used to... uh, Uh, hear the work being broadcast, the World Tomorrow program. It was a Plain Truth magazine that caught my attention. Something, some article on on prophecy. So there was a lot of things that I decided, uh, you know, and from there I I began to take an interest in the words of the Bible. But even before that time, I was uh, around 10 or 11, maybe 12 years old when I was baptized in a pond behind the First Baptist Church. So I learned a lot there. I learned about the knowledge of hell and I didn't want to go there. So, you know, that uh, spurred me on to learn more and be saved, so to speak. So what we read here is the Apostle Paul, he seems to speak of this spiritual awakening as stirred up by the words of God throughout Scripture. You know, sometimes when we are feeling down or we don't understand something, you know, we open the word of God. We look for words that will inspire us to help us, even to correct us. And when we quit doing that, then we kind of, we start uh, getting out of tune. 1 Corinthians 2, again, verse 13. Paul is saying, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the, uh, Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, Ex- expressing, uh, just means expressing spiritual truths in, in spiritual words, like the word grace or faith. Paul is saying, this, uh, this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom. Because, you know, human wisdom wants to credit themselves according to some philosophy they may have or someone else's teaching or study without, you know, due credit to the eternal God. Verse 14, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. They're not accepting of, of God's truth. They don't seem to have time for it or, or the willingness to try and understand it. Their mind is on, you know, the earthly things. Not on the spiritual. Not that, you know, a man is uh, bad all the time. Because there's a lot of good people in the world. A lot of good people who uh, know right from wrong. And we benefit from, uh, from their, uh, their knowledge about right and wrong. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. He, is, he himself is judge of no man. So the spiritual man makes judgment about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. Because with the knowledge of God comes knowing the difference between good and evil and then we have to make the right decision for we seek to obey god rather than man verse 16 for who has known the mind of the lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ so having this heart this this mind this knowledge is a way of understanding in many ways the deep things of God, the purpose of man, why we're here on the earth, why there are you know death that befalls us, why there are sometimes uh, no no answers to prayer when we're in dire need. We understand some of those deep things because we have the mind of Christ that gives us solace and understanding and we go on But the very same spirit (coughs) that guided Christ, who did the will of the Father, is a spirit that is in every one of you, every one of us, to be followers of God. Of course, there may be some things we don't understand or completely understand, but as the song says, we'll understand it better by and by. As I mentioned, some say knowledge is power. We also know that knowledge can be dangerous. Knowledge about the atom that has brought us to the brink of uh, total disaster, destruction, to this planet. There was a—I can't recall the details—but there was a uh, a uh, bomb that was so big, and they exploded it. Didn't know how (laughs) if they could stop it. They just exploded it, and they said, "This is as far as we're going to go." So it's true that you know. uh, the, uh, these things that man has discovered, <coughs> the knowledge that he has gained through the use of the atom is, uh, can be dangerous. Something else about knowledge knowledge can puff up because you'd be conceited can make you vain and that seems the natural result of you know, just thinking you know it all, so to speak. Now, sometimes what may seem simple to us, as far as knowledge is concerned, is you know is often not easy for others. We see it, but sometimes they don't see it. And so we we have to be careful in handling the truth and the knowledge that we have as you know as carefully as possible. Matthew chapter seven. Don't uh, give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Neither cast you your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under uh, their feet and turn again and rend you. So, even though the truth may be obvious to us, we have to be careful about, you know, who we tell the truth to. Because there are some really smart-alecky people out there. And they can turn against you and rend you. Verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receives. And he that uh, seeks, finds. And to him that knocks, it shall be opened. You know, we see this in all of our services. When Before, you know, services begin, we, uh, we pray. That God will give us an understanding of knowledge. And... We ask for understanding in in these, uh, the words that we are to hear among other things in life. And so, you know, the door just sort of clicks open. We hear it click open. Maybe not a long way, but there's a little opening of the click, you know. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And it may not be right away sometimes that you get, you know, everything that you want to know. But later on in in, in that moment when you say, uh, you know, aha, that's it. But the word of God says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge, that is, you know, godly wisdom and faith, knowing that God exists, many have fallen into ruin by walking in the lust of the flesh because, you know, human nature is so easy to follow. Blaspheming, mocking God, the source of knowledge. But he knows all the thoughts of man. In Psalm chapter 10. Verse 3. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? You look out on the wicked and they seem to be just gaining the upper hand in every way. How long is that going to go on? And it's frustrating to people who are trying to live a righteous life and trying to be good, trying to uh, apply the knowledge that God has given to them freely. And so the psalmist asks, how long? Verse 4. How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. You know, they have this this knowledge that, you know, they're the uh, only ones. That their knowledge is right. It's of the world. And they they go as the world is. And they utter and speak hard things. In verse 5. They break in pieces your people. O Lord and they afflict your heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder their fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see. See, that's the attitude. That's the knowledge they have. They think the Lord shall not see. Neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand, you brutish among the people and you fools, when will you be wise? He that planted the ear You know, the one who created the ear for you to hear. And whatever you hear to uh, gain an understanding and knowledge about. He that planted the ear shall he not hear. He that formed the eye shall he not see. So, you know, the wicked are not really getting away. God is aware. He has knowledge of all that. Just as we do. Verse 10. He that chastises the heathen shall not he correct. He that teaches man knowledge shall uh, he not know. So, in a time that is right, knowledge will not be held back. The earth is going to be full of the knowledge of God. When the kingdom of God is established on the earth, the law will go forth from Jerusalem. That knowledge is available to us, freely given to us now. 2 Timothy chapter 2. to go to this here in the book 15 I see second Tim- Timothy chapter 2 but verse 1 of chapter 3 2 Timothy does say it applies this know also that in the last days perilous times that shall come. Because people will be lovers of their own selves. 2 Timothy 2. Verse 15. It says. "A Study to show yourselves approved unto God. A workman that need, needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Suppose if we lived back in those days, uh, uh, we would listen to the words of people. The word of mouth got people's attention. You go to the forum or someplace to hear the latest gossip or uh, things that uh, is spreading among the words and the thinking of people just by word of mouth. Today, uh, you can think about it in this way. You know, there's a lot of noise on the, the internet. There's the chatter and all of that. The gossip and so on. That can take up your time and also affect your thinking. Verse 17. And their word will eat as does a canker. Of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus. Who concerning the truth have erred. Saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. So you see, these were uh, people who had the truth, who had the right knowledge of God, but then they were sw- uh, began to be swayed by a lot of things that they were hearing on the outside. And they changed their mind. They left the truth, and by their leaving the truth, they began to influence others. Verse uh, 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his. He has knowledge about every one of us. And as you know, the familiar scripture says, he knows how many hairs there are on your head. And nowadays I'm beginning to wonder because I'm starting to lose a lot of mine. I can see these blank spots up there, but you know, that's the way of things. He has knowledge about us. So it says, uh, Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having a seal. The Lord knows them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Yeah, as Christians, we're not to take the name of the Lord in vain. That is, we're not to claim Christ's authority and honor in our life while we live a life of sin. And set a bad example. That's not honor. That's dishonor. So what our Father has given freely to us is the knowledge of his Son, Jesus Christ, and, and the path to everlasting life. And that knowledge can brighten our path in a world that is, you know, full of confusion, full of darkness, days that are, you know, sometimes look dim to us. And that knowledge that we have uh, about faith and about love and, the, and those things that foundational to godly knowledge is passed down, you know, even from our parents who have taught us in times past, but a lot of people sometimes focus too much on the present. I know there are a lot of things that deserve our attention now, but sometimes we we forget that God is in control, that he is there to help us. Second Timothy, this time chapter 3. Let's see. This is Paul, verse one, the apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. He's speaking to Timothy, as well as he is to us today. Uh, let's drop down to verse five. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in you also. Wherefore, in verse 6, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. That's how we receive the Holy Spirit. For God is not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not ye therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be you partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Wherefore, I am appointed a preacher, and an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. So hold fast the form of sound words. Talking to Timothy, talking to us. You know, hold fast that knowledge that we've been given, freely given. Which you've heard of me in faith, in Love which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed unto you, keep by the Holy Spirit which dwells in us. Second Peter, verse one, just uh, there briefly, it just wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, that we are to desire the sincere milk of the word, that we may grow. Thereby. Now, this knowledge of Christ, this mind of Christ is a gift of life. Let's go ahead and go to John 17. I'll skip some of those other verses here as I come to the uh, last references here. John 17, verse 1. These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven. And he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son and your son also That your son also may glorify you. You've given him power over all flesh. That he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this this is life eternal. That they might know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Let's skip over to Matthew chapter 6. Lay not up for yourselves in verse 19. Treasures upon earth where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And the spiritual will discern the spiritual of of those words. So knowledge has value when used rightly. We know that knowledge must be Acquired, and that it must be used for good, because knowledge increases strength. It gives growth. It makes life interesting. It gives hope, and it gives understanding. We know that the Eternal is a, a God of knowledge, who gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit, which will lead and guide us if if we let it. But there are times, of course, when we are not in tune with it, and so we have to try out, you know try to dial it back in uh, because there's a lot of you know we call it static in the world and, and it's like listening to the early work when you know there were some stations where you couldn't really t- tune into the world tomorrow program and so you tried to adjust it so sometimes we have to uh tune in again finally second peter chapter 3 verse 18 Just to leave you with this Just uh, one final thing. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. So be it.